Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, June 19th. It's Juneteenth. It's also Father's Day here at Double Fries No Slaw. Happy Father's Day to anybody watching. Hopefully you guys spend some time with your dad or a father figure or uh, remember some fond memories of your father. Uh, whatever your situation is, hope everybody has a good Father's Day. If you've got kids, uh, hope you enjoy hanging out with them. Um, but uh, dude, Father's Day is crazy these days in my house. My wife's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I just want to. I don't want to do anything. I just want to chill. I don't. I don't want to do anything at all." So anyway, Richie, Happy Father's Day to you. We'll, we'll count. Uh, we'll count the dog today. Um, but uh, hopefully, you're having a good Sunday. Yeah, been a nice weekend. Did a whole lot of nothing yesterday, and. Got a, about three pounds of ribeyes that I'll be making here shortly, so I, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, the, my dad loved steak, so, you know, in his honor. And like you said, I got, I got a dog, you know, give me uh, partial points. You know, the wife said it's cool. I can watch golf all day, so I, I'm going to take advantage for sure. I saw that. I saw those tweets. I saw that she uh, she had given the okay there. So, um, well, good stuff. Uh, we'll jump right into it so that we can kind of get into um, – the rest of Father's Day, I know that we all have different plans and all different things that we're doing to celebrate, but Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both of those locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Uh, tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you. Appreciate their partnership. Appreciate all they do for us. Um, again, going to have a tailgate. I actually locked in a location. I'm paying for it tomorrow for a double fry slash roll up tailgate in new Orleans. Um, working on a, a way to try and figure out how to get Guthrie's out there, but, uh, you know, they'll be there in spirit either way. So shout out to Guthrie's shout out to their partnership and their support over these first couple of years that we've been going. Um, for those that don't know, we brought Guthrie's on week, week two, uh, our first episode ever was Demarcus Walker and Andy Staples. And uh, I reached out to Guthrie's and they loved the idea. And so they came on week two of us having a podcast. So they've been with us for almost two years now and appreciate them for, uh, for sticking with us. Um, who was it? Was it, all uh, these months. was it Taylor Banks who got back from Eugene and tweeted us a picture of the gut box or, or I saw that. that. Yeah. Shout yeah. out, <laughs> shout out the Trek and field team. Hey, we do shout outs like at the end, but shout out Trey Cunningham named the national outdoor athlete of the year yeah. by track and field news. But yeah, Taylor Banks tagged us in a tweet with, uh, or uh, tagged us in a, on Instagram with uh, with Guthrie's. My man finished up the regular season, went out to the national championships, finished top four in the country, and came back home and got a gut box. So shout out to Taylor Banks, shout out to the track team. They don't get as much love. We always save uh, the around the horn and stuff for the end of the show, but glad to give uh, glad to give them a shout out here at the beginning. But we will jump into it. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you could do us a favor and hit the share button, hit the retweet button. If you're on iTunes, if you're, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like all those things. If you're listening to it later, um, several of you listen to it later on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. Hit the share button. Uh, we certainly would appreciate it. If you're on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, you can comment. We'll play your comments at the bottom if they're not terrible and uh, and respond to them if you guys have any questions. But let's jump into it. 2022 class news. Antavius Woody arrives in Tallahassee, had to overcome some uh, hurdles to get in some academic stuff, but he is on campus. He is ready to go. Um, classes start. Well, it's not tomorrow, right? Tuesday, not, I'm sorry to be into the fall semester. You have to be registered, right? Classes don't start out of here. Classes yeah, don't yeah, start until summer the summer C should be starting here pretty soon. So a lot of the freshmen will enroll in summer classes, just start right. knocking out these credits so they can take a much lighter load in the fall. Yeah. 
So we'll have uh, Woody on campus, offensive lineman. He probably won't make an impact this year. You would hope he doesn't have to see the field this year. But very good at Florida State to get him in and get him on campus and ready to go. And then another one, Abamie Tifasi. Is that how you say it, Richie? That's pretty I close, was, right? I was glad you had to say it because I would butcher that name so bad. 6'4", 300-pound defensive lineman. He took Florida State over Arkansas and Virginia Tech. Also got a Miami offer just a couple of weeks before. So, again, happy Father's Day. Shout out, um, you know, those, Mike Norvell's sons um, and Coach Hamilton's as the men's football and basketball went 3-0 and against them this year. But uh, reclassified from 2023 to 2022. He is part of Florida State's 2022 recruiting class. Will not see the field this year. I, I think he's taking an academic redshirt is what I read, right? Uh, but – We'll be here for the future. Glad to get him in the class. And the 2020 class is done. We're to the uh, to June with uh, everything that's kind of crazy with college football now. It's crazy that like you have these late additions to your 2022 class. It seemed like for a little while, which is not unheard of, right? Like you know, you you can kind of have things like guys just kind of enrolling in June, but with so many guys that just kind of sign early and then sign at the regular signing day in February a couple of late additions to the class won't make impacts this year, but good to have them in the fold and hopefully kind of keep this thing pointed in the right direction for years to come. Right. Yeah. And I think it's positive on both fronts. So obviously Woody, it shows that, you know, how often do, do we have a kid that, you know, on signing day, they don't get the letter of intent because the coaches feel they're, they're not ready and they don't want to waste that scholarship um, to put the work in and, and get to Tallahassee. It's just really, really happy for that kid. Um, because we knew he had a, he had a lot of work to do and he got it done. So kudos to him and the staff for help guiding him. Um, and then, I, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this name, but is, is it Tafasi, Tafas, Tafas? I'm not sure, but I think that's really positive because, uh, you know, you went up against Arkansas and Florida state fans may not want to hear it right now. Arkansas is in a better spot right now. And they had a lot of momentum off the season. Um, it's why a lot of people thought he was going to Arkansas and to, to pull that out kind of last minute. And I love following recruitments like this. That you'll have someone like you know Blostein puts a tweet out on decision day, like, "Whoa, what? We're hearing some very interesting things. You're gonna want to see this." And then, sure enough, he ends up picking Florida State. So, you know, again, very positive. Um, both fronts. Woody getting here, and then uh, you know Norvell and the staff being able to close um, and hold off a SEC school like Arkansas. Yeah, team that won nine games last year has a lot of positive uh, things going on with their program. Okay, so we also. Um, had a quarterback camp in Tallahassee this week. And did you see who was there? I did not. Who did we have here? King Jonah P. Jameis' little oh, brother. Oh, yes, I did see that. recruit did was see that. <laughs> on campus throwing the rock around. Um, that's a that's a recruit that I feel like Florida State should, like, can't miss on. Right? It's 2026, so we've got some time. Hopefully we'll be out of the nosedive by then. Have a few winning seasons, compete for the ACC. But that's got to be a recruitment Florida State goes after, right? I mean, so I don't know how big he is. Yeah, that, that's that's who I'm definitely <laughs> most concerned about. Um, because if you're Jameis, you know, it. say what you want about his relationship with Jimbo, they loved each other, right? You always see Jimbo grabbing his face mask. You know, Jimbo's not doing that to some, you know, quarterback who he doesn't think is anything or doesn't have a great relationship with. So, yeah, A&M definitely scares me. If he does turn into be, you know, a four- or five-star recruit like Jameis was um, – you know, Florida State obviously isn't a good spot because they're, the family is very familiar with the university. But yeah, A and M and uh, you know that that oil money that that scares me. 
Yeah. Uh, Antonor reached out to me this week and uh, we were chatting a little bit and he was actually asking me, well, I won't go into it, but he was actually asking me about some other, you know, some other media stuff. And he's like, ah, what do you think about this? And so I gave him, gave him some insight or whatever and said like, ah, it's all right. But uh, anyway, so he's a really good guy. And we were kind of chatting a little bit about the, about my kids, about his kids, obviously massive age gap there, right? Like, as I've got a newborn and he's got, you know, a son in the NFL, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, the family is, I mean, they, they love coach Fisher. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they're Florida state fans. And uh you know, he didn't tell me like, oh, we're, you know, Jonah's definitely gonna be at Florida State, but I, you know, they are Florida State fans for sure. And so it was pretty cool to get to catch up with him a little bit this week um, and get to chat with him. And uh, remember we had him on the podcast, what, maybe a year ago, something like that. Maybe it's been a little over a year. Um, so he's, he's a cool guy and always got a bunch of excitement. Always, he always, okay, like, so as a dad and it's Father's Day, He's always coming on my kids. He's like, you just like, you just look like you are having so much fun with those kids. And I was like, oh, I'll only post the pictures of them, you know, being good and stuff. But for the most part, like I am having fun. They are really cool. So he's a great guy. We'll get him back on here soon. Um, like I said, I know it's like been over said, a year, he, I think, since he was on, but he's a great guy. Yeah. And he truly does love Florida State, right? Like after we did the yeah. podcast, like he went and followed me right away and, I looked up, uh, you know, his who he else he follows, and it's just a bunch of Florida State fans. So he, he's yeah. just all in, like you said, just a really good dude, um, really good family overall, man. So, it, like I said, if, if he does turn into be turn out to be a you know a blue chip recruit, it's certainly somebody that Florida State, you know, you, you got to be in the top two, right? You can't have him drop a top three that you're not. No there. one, so, you just got to you got to sign him, man. Like that's it. There's yeah, no. So we'll see. You know, hopefully Mike Norvell probably won't even be at in this year. Yeah, who knows? He may have gone to LSU by then or Alabama. Who knows? <laughs> Do you? I mean, I don't have. Okay, so here's a good question. All right, then we'll get back into what we were talking about. But yeah, shout out Jonah P. Shout out all the, the folks that were camping at Florida State. Some official visits this weekend. Um, really, really good stuff. You mentioned Knowles 247. I mean, you know, for the really in depth on visits and who was camping, who was there, you know, go follow Blostein and, and Sinone and Nee and those guys. Dane, shout out Dane. Dane. Um, got to give everybody a shout out, I guess, over there. But for the in-depth stuff there, go go check it out. But all right, back to AM. Do you think this isn't on the outline, but we're flying through this and we only have a couple more things, so it's all good. Um, you think Jimbo's there in after if they haven't won a title, right? Which, you know, winning a title is hard, and winning a title in the same division as Saban is even harder. Um, although I guess LSU's done it a couple of times, Auburn's done it, you know, you know, it, the West is is definitely because all you're gonna basically all you have to just do gotta is beat Bama, <laughs> but uh, and now with Georgia being the monster they are, do you think he's still there? If they haven't won a title by twenty twenty six, is he still there? I I don't know. You'd have to tell me what, what other jobs had opened up because we're seeing what coaches by twenty twenty six every job's going to be open. You know what I'm saying? Like everything yeah. will have been open. Clemson Ooh, will have been open. Yeah, Alabama guess, will have been open by twenty twenty six. Like coaches don't do thirty years in a place anymore. It's like I you think said, by then everything will twenty six like four years from now, right? Yeah. Saban will be no, gone. Saban might be gone. I don't think Dabo's gone. And I, I don't think Dabo's Dabo, Dabo's going to be at, at Alabama, I think. I don't think he would leave. Because they're going Alabama. like this. They, yeah, they're – and that's a lot of his own faults, you know, it being so uh, anti the transfer portal. And, you know, it's yeah, – I'm yeah, loving to see – you definitely get Florida State 2014, 2015 vibes from Clemson right now. But um, I'll say this. If Jimbo's not at – 
a and I think it's because he's at Alabama. If he's not, he, I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, just because of, are you going to leave AM for LSU? I mean, the, the money's no different. You have nicer facilities at AM. Uh, you clearly have no problem recruiting at AM. You just signed the best recruiting class in history. So I'll, I'll, I'll say he'll still, he'll still be at AM. I think Alabama is the only school that could potentially come after him. So I'm kind of looking at it from the other perspective is if they don't win by 2026, I'm not saying they're going to, I think things will sour there. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have soured enough. I don't know if they will have soured enough for, to where they would fire him, but it might be like souring enough to where he similarly to Florida state tries to tries to jump ship. Right. Well, Cause he, he will have yeah. been there for, for how many years, right? He'll be going into his 10th season. Yeah. Right. So, so no national title in nine years. And AM was very clear. They brought him there for there to win a national championship. Yeah. But that's a good can question. you fire him if he if he keeps winning 10 games and goes to you know New York Six Bowls? You can't fire that. Georgia did to Mark Richt. Yeah, he had some. Those SEC expectations years, are a little different, man. Yeah, he also lost to UCF in a bowl game uh, um in like a six-win season. So we'll see. Yeah, but I mean I it'll, it'll be interesting. But that, I mean, that's essentially what Georgia did to Rick, right? If they, yeah. yeah, if he goes nine, ten years without winning a title at AM, right? Which he's he's halfway there now. Um, I, they're not going to keep him there. I just don't think so. I think that they will go pony up insane money yeah, from, say for a Lincoln Riley or Ryan Day or maybe there's a new up and comer. But I think they'll move on if he if he hasn't won in nine, ten years. And if they keep him, even better. If you're 10 years at a place and you haven't won yet in today's football, there are no more Bobby Bowdens. There are no more, no. you know, coaches like that that you that are invested. I mean, also that program wasn't in the shape that Florida State was in. So that's a good, that's a good uh good thought. That wasn't even in the outline, but okay, what is in the outline? This is something we've been thinking about doing for a few weeks. Want to I want to dive into kind of like where how you see the ACC. Atlantic shaping up this year and how you kind of rank teams, how you think things will go down this year, where Florida state is, where Clemson, NC state, just kind of all of them. And the way I want to do this, we probably should have planned this better, but, and talked about it all fair. But what I want to do is I want to go from seventh to first. And I want to see how many we, we haven't talked about this before. I was very intentional that I didn't want to talk about this before. I didn't want your notes. I didn't want to know how you rank the teams. But I want to start at seven. I think we're going to be on on seven. I think we're probably yeah. going to be on on one. But we'll see how things shake out in the middle. We might not be out on one. We'll see. But uh, we'll see how things shake out in the middle and go from there. So seventh, I'll go first on seven. You can go first on six. We'll alternate the rest of the way. Seventh, I've got Syracuse coming in last this year in the ACC Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, that's – I'd okay. be surprised. that They're going to win a game, but – I. They're they have like one in seven written all over them as far as conference play goes this year. Hopefully it's yeah, not Syrac- us because that'd be a bad loss. Uh, if we lose to Syracuse, we are getting a new. I, I, you say that, but like you know, obviously if they if you drop a if you drop that game, but you you know Upset go seven to one in the conference, then you know you're fine. They've got a tough road. You know they've got Louisville to start out. They get that game at home, so you know maybe you kind of it's actually a night game, Syracuse. And Louisville on September 3rd, uh, an 8 p.m. contest. Uh, you know, the biggest reason is because nobody plays anybody week one in conference. And so that, you know, is an ACC network game, I'm sure, for an 8 p.m. in conference game. 
I think Louisville, I think Cunningham's going to absolutely light them up and they're going to beat the heck out of them. They're, you know, Virginia, tough one. NC State and Clemson in back-to-back weeks, really tough there. They go to Pittsburgh. We play them the next week. They go to Wake Forest and then Boston College. Maybe they can get that Boston College win at the very end of the year. I don't know. I, I don't. I think that that's going to be really tough for them to come away with a win. But at most, I think Syracuse is getting one win. And so I've got them in seventh in the Atlantic. Um, is that their is that their most likely win? Is Boston College? That's on the road, um, though, in November. So I don't know that that's... Yeah. That's, that's their tough. most likely... I mean, maybe they find... I mean, Louisville at home, first game of the year. You know, obviously, you'd think you're at full strength there. I don't know. Maybe they can upset Louisville. I don't see another. I don't know. Maybe at Wake. I think Wake's going to be good this year, though. So I I don't know that that's a great chance. Their home games are against NC State and Virginia. Uh, Us and Louisville. Maybe we're like the third most (laughs) likely team to lose to them. Um, Just because on the road, late November. I don't know how injuries have kind of played into it by then. But, yeah, Syracuse seventh. Who you got sixth? Uh, I think we just hit on it with their most likely or their best chance to win a game. For me, it's Boston College. Um, yep. And this is where I think the the strength of the quarterbacks in the league really starts to show a little bit because, it, you know, Jerkovic is not a bad quarterback at all. And obviously, Zay Flowers is still there. So they do have some pieces. Um, I think Boston College, they're, they're probably your classic five and seven, six and six type team. They just don't have a whole lot of help around them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to be going to be the second worst team and again Syracuse I, I don't think anyone's really close to them uh, Boston College is my sixth as well um, their schedule sets up where I think they have more likely chances at wins I think they probably end up beating Syracuse uh, they lose to NC State but they lose to Clemson probably lose to us but they play Virginia Tech early in the year I think they could get that win they play Louisville I think that's a little bit more realistic for them to match up with with Louisville. They get that game at home. That game's in Boston to start out October. So yeah, I like Boston College sixth. Um, they just lost a starting offensive lineman that was ranked really, really high and projected to be a top pick in the draft. And so that's going to hurt them this year. Um, Jerkovich and Flowers are certainly if they win games and when they win games this year, which they're out of conference, isn't terrible. They play Rutgers, they play Maine. Um, they do have Notre Dame this year, which is tough, but then they play UConn. So they should pick up three out of conference wins there. And then if they, like you said, if they can beat Syracuse, they beat a Virginia tech, they beat a Louisville, they're getting to six wins. I, I could see that for sure. But um, yeah, you're, you're completely spot on. There are five and seven to seven and five team somewhere in there probably going to finish six and six. Uh, they have Duke at home as well. I, I didn't mention that. So they're, they're, they should pick, no, they should pick up, uh, if they beat Syracuse, Duke, and a Virginia Tech and win your three out of conference games and then upset anybody, they'll get to seven wins. I like them for six and six, seven and five. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're probably six in the conference at this point. Like that's how I would kind of read them. The Duke win does kind of give them one where if they can upset somebody, they could maybe move up to, fourth or fifth um in the division okay. right in the division right yeah okay. yeah not in the entire conference um all right i'll go next i've got fifth i got louisville here in fifth okay i i 
think that Malik Cunningham and like you talked about the strength of the quarterbacks in this in this conference. Yeah. Although my number one team, a little foreshadowing here, doesn't <laughs> you know that maybe doesn't strike fear in anybody in the quarterback room. But yeah, I've got Louisville fifth. I think that um, the way that their schedule sets up, um, I think they're going to finish fifth. Uh, but it's close. What's tough about this is I think the teams from three to five to well, like three to five, like three, four, and five, you could put in any order on on mine maybe even six i think there's a clear one there's a clear seven and then three to six three to five is is a little bit tougher could kind of go a couple of different ways um but i've got louisville fifth what about you who you got fifth yeah it's it's you know the middle tier of the league or of the division right like you said i think we're gonna have the same team up top then another one probably a tier above the rest and then i think there's three teams lumped in here um you know florida state Wake Forest and Louisville could all be interchanged, in my opinion. Um, I'm putting Wake Forest here, actually. I know Sam Hartman's mm. back, and, and people are really high on them right now. Um, I don't know. I, I think you know they're going to benefit from an extremely weak out-of-conference schedule like they always do. Um, so I'll be really intrigued to see what they look like in ACC play because we're not going to learn anything from them with their out-of-conference. I'll it maybe Army. They've been solid lately, but that's, I think, yeah, towards they, the middle of the season liberty. anyway. The Liberty might go in there and do some work. So. Well, Liberty could beat them, actually. Yeah, but but <laughs> if we still had when, when uh, they scheduled if, yeah. this game, it wasn't you know when they yeah. scheduled Liberty, they didn't think they were getting a team that had been in the top twenty the past few years. You know, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Their schedule, they should, uh, and for all intent and purposes, although I mean they play Vandy, I mean they should be Vandy too. They should start out three and zero. Then it gets tough. Like they they play Clemson and us in back to back weeks. Um, I like Clemson's going to beat them. Clemson. They have to come yeah. to Tallahassee. And so th- there's a great chance they start out 0-2 in the conference. Now they could easily beat us, right? Like that, I don't think that game's a sure thing at all. No, um, definitely not. They have Boston College. They have Louisville. I think them and Louisville are on kind of the same, same plane, but they got to go to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Then they got to go to NC State the next weekend. So I just think their schedule kind of sets up tough. Now they do finish it off pretty, pretty nicely with Syracuse and Duke at the very end for yeah. Wake. Uh, so that should be two wins if they've made it through the season kind of unscathed and healthy. So, yeah, but again, middle of the pack. Uh, I think they'll have a, a plus record in the conference, right? But it's going to be really close. They they could be looking at four and four, finishing fourth or fifth. So I had them fourth, right? You, you talked about having them fifth. Going back to Louisville's real quick, Louisville also has um, a, a tough schedule just you know, they start out with that game with Syracuse, like we talked about. They get Florida State at home. Then they go to BC, to Virginia. They got to play Pitt, who people are still high on, even with losing Pickett and Addison. You get Wake, who I think they're very close to. And then they have NC State and Clemson to finish off the year. Again, that that just screams four and four to me. Like, that's kind of where I see them. And essentially, whoever wins that game head-to-head is who is going to come out on top. I've got yeah. Louisville fifth, Wake Forest fourth. Who's your fourth team? So I have Louisville here. Um, okay, so we just flipped these it. two. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think we're going to probably have the same top three in order, I'm guessing now. Um, but yeah, the, like I said, it's and it's not me saying who's better, who's not. I don't know. Um, but I like Malik Cunningham at the college level a little more than I like Sam Hartman, I think. And that might be an unpopular take if you go to like the draft gurus or whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah and I think Louisville, I think they have a actual – you know, the people, their fans care about their football program, right? 
So I, I think that that does play into it when the, you know, you actually have a real home atmosphere for their games. Um, and uh, again, it's, I put them slightly ahead. And here's the thing. I think Wake Forest could have a better record than both Florida State and Louisville, but take losses to Florida State and Louisville it, because I think they're slightly behind the, uh, those two. So yeah. I'm, I'm going Louisville here at four. Yeah, and I like that. I think that uh, I think that what's going to end up happening is these teams, these teams in this middle three, right? Like I think we're pretty confident on one. Each feel other. good about two. Feel pretty good about six and seven. But two through five, right, or three through five. I'm sorry, three, four, and five could end up anyway. And it's really like if either team goes two and zero oh against the other two, because they're all swing games, right? Florida State and Louisville, Louisville and Wake, Wake and Florida State, Wake and Louisville. Like those are all swing games that could go any way, any direction at all. And we'll just kind of have to see how they do, right? Like how if Florida State goes 2-0 in those games, they're probably going to finish above them. Because, right, like they all have you – know, everybody's got to play Clemson. Everybody gets to play Syracuse and Boston College, right? And so if you lose to the teams you're supposed to lose to, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, what happens in the middle of all of that, right? Florida State does have to play at Miami, which maybe makes their schedule slightly harder by having to play um, a little bit more of a quality opponent than Wake or Louisville does in their out of uh, in their cross division, Louisville playing Virginia, uh, Wake getting Duke. I mean, certainly Miami's better than both of those teams, and it is a rivalry. Um, so that that's tough, but it kind of matters what you do most against those two teams. Um, does that mean we both have Florida State at number three? I believe so. I, I think in the here's the i think this is a year they could finish second i'm not ready to put them ahead of nc state yet um but yeah i have florida state at third I, I think this is probably the most complete roster that florida state's had maybe going back to jimbo's days obviously we had the higher end talent like cam Akers, brian burns uh tamari and terry on recent teams but i think this roster has the fewest holes um and has a chance especially if defense can play like i'm expecting them um yeah i, I think Florida State has a chance to finish second, but I have them third for right now. Yeah, I like that call. I, I think that, you know, when you look at Florida State's co- in-conference record, you've got two games that I would call really, really tough and probable losses, and that's going to NC State and then playing Clemson the very next week. If Florida State can find a win- way to win either one of those games, I do yes. think they'll finish second in the conference maybe compete for the for the division, right? Or I'm sorry, finish second in the division, maybe even compete for it. But let's say those are two losses. Then I think you have two wins later in the year that are must wins, like absolute must wins. And that's in Syracuse and Georgia Tech. It's what they do in the other four games that really matters. Um, they could lose any of those other four games. They could win any of those other four games. They are true. I wouldn't say that each one of them is a coin flip, but I'd say neither one of the, none of them have a greater than 60% chance of winning and another, none of them have a greater than 60% chance of losing, right? Like I'd say they're all somewhere in that 40 to 60 split. I'd say you probably have a, you know, because it's on the road, you probably have a 40 to 45% chance of beating Louisville. You probably have a 55 to 60% chance of beating Boston College. Then you look at Wake Forest. Well, that's at home. They're pretty good. It's probably 45 to 55, or like somewhere in that, or 55 to 50, somewhere in there. Uh, same thing with Miami, right? That's probably 40 to 45% because they're at home. So I think that it's what is done in those other four games. I like Florida State against Wake Forest at home. I think it sets up really, really nicely that Florida State gets two weeks off to prepare for Louisville because you have the week zero game. 
I'm not saying that two weeks off is the definite winner for Florida State, but I think that works out really, really well in Florida State's favor. The rivalry game against Miami is a complete coin flip. It could go either way. Then I, I like Florida State at home against Boston College. So if you go three and one in that, you finish third in the division, right? Like that to me, that's, you know, you lose to Miami, but you win the other ones or you lose to one of those other ones, but you beat Miami. You go three and one there, mix that with your two and two outside of it. You finish at five and three. Five and three is good enough for third in this division, I believe, right? I think the other yeah. teams are going to go five and three, four and four. You could have a tiebreaker scenario there. Florida State finishes fourth in the division because of a five and three tiebreaker and they lost head to head at, at Louisville. I'm not going to give them too much grief there. I think five and three is also, obviously, we'll spend a little bit more time on Florida State. I think five and three in the division is really good because I think they're yeah. going to beat Duquesne. I think they're going to beat Louisiana and I think they're going to beat Florida. So that's 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 eight wins, right? You go five and three in the division, you're winning eight games. And that doesn't even count the LSU game. That if you find a way to somehow, I'm wearing my purple today, if you find a way to somehow win against LSU, then you're looking at nine. I'm not predicting nine wins, but I very easily see a path to five divisional wins. If you win five divisional games, you're probably getting to eight wins overall, which I think is great. I think that's exactly where you need to be this year. Um, you win eight games, going into a bowl game, win nine with that. I don't think nine matters much because most of the guys sign in recruiting before you get to nine anyway. But uh, yeah, I think five divisional wins is, is what you've got to get to this year. Um, obviously, you could drop a divisional game if you upset LSU. Um, but yeah, I, I feel good about that third place there for Florida State. Yeah, and it, like you said, it's about who you beat because out of conference, like you said, we, we have two pretty much gimmies, right, in Duquesne, in Louisiana. Um, I'm not ready to say for sure we're beating Florida yet, but in Tallahassee, Black Friday, I do like our chances there. Anthony Richardson, you know, he's I'm kind of it. like Jordan Travis. It's over. What's that? That one's over. That, I'm saying it. Yeah. That's a win. That's, right. a win. Hey, That's like Duquesne. You also have a hotel booked in Charlotte right now. So. Yeah, man, why not? I think Where's you, the college football playoff this year? I need to book that. What you do, Just a, you just did a week long in Charlotte, so if we don't get the ACC, maybe the Belt Bowl uh, comes in that window time. You just cancel the rest of the days. Um, I have an office in Charlotte, so I just, you know, they'll take care of it. There you go. Yeah, trip. I think... <laughs> and honestly, it'd be somewhat disappointing not to finish, you know, third or better in the in the conference here. Like you said, if it's if it's a tiebreaker with Louisville in that, that game, you lost that close on the road. Okay, that's fine. But don't let you know a team like Syracuse upset you to knock you down to fourth or fifth in the in the conference or in the division this year. Gotta get in that top three. And uh, you know, NC State playing up there is tough. If we got them in Tallahassee again, I I might have put a second. Um, but I'm just not ready to put us over NC State, considering knowing we have to play there and what that venue has done to us over the years. Yeah, NC State, I think their schedule sets up pretty favorably too. getting us at home. Um, their out of conference is, is pathetic. They play Eastern Carolina to start, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and Connecticut. They should really go into conference play with a 4-0 record, probably ranked around the top 10. That NC State-Clemson game to start the conference schedule – on October 1st should be a really, really good primetime matchup type game. Like Both game teams should be yeah. going in. Yeah, pretty highly ranked. It should be close to a top 10 matchup if it's not. Um, they get Clemson and they get Florida State. I, I think they lose to Clemson. I think they beat us. And so they start out 1-0, but then I really like them in almost every game after that. In fact, I mean, you know, just on paper, the, I kind of like them to win each game going on. They get Syracuse on the road. I like them to win that. They get Virginia Tech with two weeks to prepare. Um, 
coming back home. That's a Thursday night game, October. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. October, October 27th, 2022. Um, that is, do, 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 do. yeah, that's a Thursday night game in Raleigh. So you get your cross, cross divisional opponent, uh, kind of a, I don't know, unlucky for Virginia Tech to have to go in there and play on a Thursday night. That spells, you know, NC State win all the way. Uh, they get Wake Forest at home. Wake Forest could certainly upset them. I don't think that's, you know, unreasonable. They do get nine days off, 10 days off to prepare for that because they play on the Thursday night. So, again, another little advantage for them getting Wake at home. They get Boston College the week after that. Obviously, like them to beat BC. They do have to go on the road to Louisville. That could be a tricky one with the rivalry game against UNC the week after. Maybe a little bit of a look ahead. Um, Cunningham could certainly upset them. I think I like NC State to win that one too. But even if they drop it, I think that's only their second conference loss, leaving them one ahead of us. And uh, I, I like you know UNC to finish it off. I think they'll beat UNC even though it's on the road in a rivalry game. So I, I like them to finish second. I think they lose the head-to-head to Clemson, maybe drop one more along the way, probably not to us, but anything could happen. You go in and upset NC State, then you know, you're know you in good shape. I will say this too. Without Jordan Travis last year, Florida State went into that fourth quarter only down a touchdown, took some lucky plays, took an onside kick early, but played pretty well in that game before it kind of got out of hand late. So I don't think NC State's leaps and bounds better than Florida State. Like Richie said, I think if that game was in Tallahassee, maybe we'd view it a little bit different. But until Florida State gets out there and starts beating people they need to beat, you go in and you upset LSU, you go in and you beat a Wake Forest, you go on the road and win at Louisville, then we'll talk about beating NC State. As of now, yeah, I think NC State's probably finishing second in this division. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to come into anyone's surprise that you know we're, we both obviously have Clemson number one. Um, you know, NC State beat Clemson last year in overtime. I think Dabo, you know, he is a good motivator of his team. His players do love him for the most part. Uh, for as goofy as that guy is, he, he can relate to those guys somehow. Um, but yeah, they by far have the most talented roster in the conference. Um, obviously, question marks at quarterback. That's what really kept them out of the playoff last year because that was a team you remember they what held Georgia to 10 points, uh, the first week of the season and. And three, seven of that was on a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. If they had a quarterback, I mean, that, that, that was a college football playoff roster. I do think the talent level is depleting in Clemson, which is good for the rest of us. We need them to come back down to earth. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they look like without Venables, um, calling the defense this year. I'm excited to see what Clemson does moving forward. I, I do think this is, you know, they're the clear cut best team, um, in the conference this year. But I think next year there's a potential if, if teams continue to grow, if Florida State continues to grow, that we may have a different team at number one next year. Um, because remember Florida, when they were coming off of, uh, you know, that Urban Meyer, his last year, they had just signed the best recruiting class in history at the time. And everyone just assumed heading into the season top five. And then they kind of just stunk. John Brantley wasn't what people thought he was going to be. And they just limped throughout the whole season. I'm hoping we're seeing that with Clemson right now. But they still do have a lot of talent. Yeah. Their schedule um, gets Georgia Tech first game. Obviously, like them to go in and win that. Um, I think that's on Labor Day. What a terrible Labor Day game. Um, absolute blowout incoming. They get a couple off weeks kind of with Furman and Louisiana Tech, and then they start out um, their home stretch uh, on the road at Wake Forest. Wake could potential maybe yeah. 
mess around and, and upset them. Then they get NC State at home. Again, we we're talking about that one. I expect both teams to be 4-0 going into that. Um, but I do think that that being in Death Valley, you know, benefits them a ton and they end up going and winning it. They get Boston College on the road and then head to Tallahassee. Certainly FSU can could potentially be right in that game if fully healthy yeah. and play really well defensively. Obviously, if Clemson's you know offense is still kind of sputtering as it did last year, that's one that Florida State could be in. Don't know if they're good enough to pull the upset there, but we'll see kind of how games go. Obviously, they'll go on the road and they'll beat Syracuse. They get Notre Dame. Doesn't count. It's in Notre Dame, so that could be a really fun one just for okay. Clemson in general, uh, but doesn't affect the division or conference at all. Um, they, go, they get Louisville at home after the Notre Dame game. Then they get Miami at home. I think Miami or Louisville with their offenses and their quarterbacks could upset Clemson. I just don't think it'll be enough to, to matter for the division. Uh, you know, what we're saying at, at any of these games is Clemson, uh, you know, Wake Forest could upset them. NC State could upset them. Florida State could. Louisville could. Miami could. Six, six and a half over I, under conference wins. Uh, probably over. I'd probably go with seven for them. You know, yeah, I think I, they're I, definitely going to drop one. I just don't know who's yeah. going to beat them, but I, I don't think they're going to. Hopefully, go it's in Tallahassee. Yeah, I think we, the roster is capable of doing it. You just have to stay close, get to halftime, and enter the fourth quarter close. I mean, heck, Notre Dame, we were down by 18, and they came back and sent that to overtime. Now, you don't want to bank on that, obviously, but it's definitely I mean, not last year. year. Yeah, I mean, well, last you, you year led by we th- did the show. Yeah, we yeah you led by show three last against year. last year. We, and they should have won. But remember, heading into yeah. the season last year, this conversation was not happening. We said, we're, would we're we, not even we said, would they not even worth minus 28? Yeah. yeah, we said, would they cover minus 28? And we were like, <laughs> I'll take – I think we even said, like, I think I might have said, I'll take – I'll take plus 28 on this. Yeah. Like they're going to be up seven, nothing at the end of the first half. Then they're going to be up 14, nothing. Then they'll probably outscore us by a touchdown in the third quarter. And like, that's it, right? Like they're going to get, so yeah, I mean, last year they were up by what? Three or four with three minutes to go, you know, and yeah. if not for a, a stupid penalty um, that they called on Jermaine Johnson for throwing the football and then um, just a bad late hit call. I mean, that we gave him 30 yards of field position to start yeah. the, to start the drive, they started at midfield, you know? And so, um, yeah, I know, frustrating for sure. Um, but, yeah, I I think Miami could go in there and upset them. I, I'm not going to predict that today. That's late November. But with their quarterback, and it all kind of rides on what quarterback play looks like for Clemson. If they can't move the ball, then any team yeah. could upset them. I think their defense is going to keep them in most games. I like Florida State's defense. If if their quarterback play is not very good, Florida State's defense is going to hold them down and, and do pretty well. I think we'll do well against the run. But it's will the offense be able to do enough because their defense is still really, really talented. And it's the best defense yeah. we'll see all year, not close. And so, you know, what can our offense do to keep us in the game? We're going to need some splash plays, you know, if not for a miraculous kind of like tackle slash stay up last year. And then Jermaine Johnson making a heck of a play for a sack, fumble, recovery, touchdown. You know, we'd probably lose that game like 17 to three, right? And it was nice to get back into it and have those couple of plays to, make it seem like we were, you know, we had a chance. And we did have a chance, but Clemson outplayed us. We just made a couple of spectacular plays to get in it. But we're going to need something like that again. And, you know, who kind of steps up and makes that play or has that big pick? Is it Robinson? Who is it? And keep us in it. But, yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of crazy to pick anybody but Clemson until things kind of get going. We may get halfway through the season and they may have – they may drop a game to Wake and an NC State and have two conference losses. And at that point, it's probably NC State's division. 
Yeah, and that, that's the thing. If the NC State Clemson game, I think, is going to decide the division who goes to Charlotte. Um, but like you said, it's I think the positive takeaway is that Clemson's not some uh, you know insurmountable mountain now that just no one you know it's just an auto loss that kind of like Florida State was viewed in the '90s. You knew when Florida State was coming to town, that's it. You're taking a loss this weekend. Clemson's kind of been that way the past you know four or five years, and I think they're starting to come back you know down to earth a little bit, and I think. You know, the the NIL, obviously, uh, the fact that Dabo doesn't love the portal, it's it's going to be interesting to see if he changes what he does because now he's lost both his coordinators he won the championships with, and it's got to see what Dabo's really has because, you know, Brent Venables, <laughs> there's a reason they were paying him $2 million a year. Here's a question. Does the We'll do the um, Coastal next week, which is, to me is much tougher because here it's yeah. easy. One and two are easy. Six and seven are easy. The middle three are, are what's tough, but – all those teams are probably going to go four and four anyway. And so, you know, yeah, they're, those three may flip around. We'll do the Atlantic next week, or I'm sorry, the coastal next week. And that'll be incredibly difficult. That's going to be tough. Um, we'll, we'll probably have a lot more variation on our list for next week than we did this. Week. Oh, for sure. Um, I may not pick somebody out of spite in, in first, but uh, <laughs> so even though they probably deserve it, um, but um, kind of moving on and kind of rolling with, this does the ACC get somebody in the playoff this year? Um, I'm gonna say no because I don't know if a one loss Clemson in the ACC championship gets in. Now, if Miami ends up having a good year and that's who they play in Charlotte and say Miami's top 15 and Clemson, you know, is 11 and one and wins that game, I think so. Um, it's tricky, just not a whole lot of room for error, but you know, I, the question is, does a one loss Clemson team get in if it's an NC state or Miami loss, but then they make up for it and win the ACC championship, they're probably a three or four seed. Um, but I think they're the only team in the ACC who even has a chance. So I'll say no and just take the field on this one. Yeah, I would lean no. Um, but Clemson's schedule will give them an opportunity to get there. They'll have a, a, a top 10 matchup, top 10-ish with NC State, have another top 10 matchup, I think, with Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, and then, you know, a top 20 matchup, most likely with Miami as well. Um, so we I may think be in have the top 25 wins. at that point. Yeah. When we play yeah. them, there's a chance we could be in the top 25. If we beat win the LSU game and beat Louisville, we'll be ranked. Yeah. So so I think they'll have the some of the wins that are needed to, to do it. Yeah. Um, I get Carol. I like Carol's confidence. Um, let's go. We will beat Clemson this year. I like that. Let's do it. I'm I'm all for that. So, um, okay, cool. Um, that's it for our kind of ACC talk. Like I said we'll do the other we'll do the other division next week. Uh, quick around the horn, some basketball news, Richie. Yeah, some very exciting basketball news. Um, and we knew this was ha- coming, but the dates weren't certain. Uh, but Florida State will tra- travel to UCF uh, on November 11th this year to play um, at UCF, returning the favor from last year. I'm very excited for that. And then a couple weeks later, Thanksgiving week, they're going to be at the ESPN Events Invitational at the HP Fieldhouse, uh, wild, wide world of sports from November 24th to 27th, a really good field. Um, Florida State going to be joined by Memphis, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Old Miss, Seton Hall, Siena, and Stanford. So a chance for me to see four games in person uh, in Orlando with Florida State back, uh, basketball this year. Uh, that's exciting. I'll have to definitely come over to um, at least one of them. I don't know if I can do all four uh, 
Orlando games, but I have to come over for one, try to make it up to Tallahassee for, for one as well. But good stuff there. I saw both the softball and baseball fields were getting um, upgrades going on, resodding, taking care of the track and stuff like that, um, the warning tracks. And uh, we've got a new scoreboard going at the softball facility. So that's really, really exciting and, and good stuff there. Uh, you can obviously follow the FSU baseball and the FSU softball accounts to uh, get updates on all of that. Uh, the Doak drainage system is being updated. Fields resodded there. So that's exciting and good stuff. Um, a little FSU news at the uh, at the U.S. Open. I know you're enjoying the Open, but it's not because we're doing very good, is it? No, I'm loving the Open, but a, a bad week for former Knowles. Jonas Blix, Daniel Berger both missed the cut. Brooks was three back heading into yesterday and then kind of fell apart. Five over on the day. The He's paired with an amateur today. And their first hole took about 18 minutes. And I immediately tweeted, Brooks is going to either shoot a huge number today or get ejected for going after this guy. And sure enough, the next hole, he double bogeys to go two over through two. Um, it's going to be a bad day for Brooks, but I'm really excited. Um, some really fun names at the top of the leaderboard. So that's what I'll be doing the rest of my day. How are you spending the rest of your Father's Day, TJ? Uh, we're about to take off and go out to lunch. Should, should be a ton of fun there. Um, and... Uh... I don't think we might take Elena to see that new Buzz Lightyear movie. So other than that, I think that's it. I'm just kind of chilling, trying not to do too much that, too crazy. Is that streaming or is it only in theaters? No, it's in theaters to start. Okay. We're making our way back to the movie theater. We actually took her to see Encanto in the movie theaters and she did really, really well. Um, so we'll try it again. We'll see what we can nice. do. Um, oh, one thing we didn't get to. We didn't get to the running back hype. We'll save that for next week. We'll save running back hype for next week. We spent a lot of time on this division. I think we'll do, we'll spend less time on the Atlantic because Florida State's, I'm sorry, the Coastal, sheesh, because Florida State's on that side. But we'll get through the Coastal. The Coastal's a crap show anyway, and nobody knows what's going to happen over there. Um, but we'll get to running back hype next week. Thank you guys for hanging out. I want to give two shout-outs really quick. One to Gramco. Obviously, you can go to thegramco.com. Type in no slaw, N-O-S-L-A-W. I'm sorry. No, that's not no slaw. That's D-F-N-S-2-5. I should make the code the same for both of them. But D-F-N-S-2-5, you can get all your Gramco items, 25% uh, off, your Wake and Bake coffee, your pre-roll, your gummies, the new Tropical Orange Hard Candy. Richie, have you had that yet? You have the hard, hard candy, candy I've, I've not had that. I'll get, yeah, you, some. I'll, I'll get you some. Uh, tropical hard candy, orange, really, really good stuff. Check that out. Give Graham Co a follow. It's the underscore Graham Co on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow them. Shout out the folks at Graham Co, FSU alum, um, for their support as well. And then, of course, we appreciate Garnet and Gold on here every week. You can go to Garnet and Gold and use this one is no slaw, N O S L A W, to get 15% off of your order at Garnet and Gold. I mean, very exciting for uh, uh, for what they've got coming out with the Nike drop. It's coming up in August. They've got good, good stuff. If you're shopping for the summer, whether it's you know bathing suits, I saw they have flags. They've got stuff for the beach, umbrellas, whatever you need for your summer to be decked out in no gear. Garnetandgold.com. Coupon code is no slaw. Rich, you got any other shout-outs before we get out of here? I don't think so. I mean, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at a polo. I really liked it on Garden Gold. It didn't have my size. And then I went to place the order at 
two weeks ago and they had it back in stock in my size and it was already discounted like 20%. So a nice black Woo! and white FSU golf polo uh, matches the Jordan golf shoes perfectly was wearing that out last week. Um, but yeah, shout out Garnet Gold. They, they, they ship. We're spoiled living in Florida because we get everything within like two days of order. Uh, two uh, days. Yeah. Gold. There's no reason to pay for expedited shipping. I always just go over 75 bucks to make sure that I get it for free because <laughs> exactly. if you're going to pay for shipping, might as well just, have a couple more items in there, but if you live in Florida, no reason to pay for expedited shipping. It gets to you like two days later. So, and if you're in earlier you in the morning, we'll have it ready for you. Yeah, yeah, same day. So if you're if you order early in the morning, it'll get out that day. If you order at like five p.m., <laughs> then it's going to be three days. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, we will be back next week. I doubt a pop up show this week. What is it? The nineteenth? Yeah, no pop up show this week. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about the um, coastal division. We'll talk about the running back hype that we've seen on social media. Um, until then we will, um, you can follow us on social media to kind of stay up with everything else that's going on. Um, see you guys next week. Happy father's day. Go Knowles.